Bills fan podcast for November 30th. Forgot to buy appliances today. Now I'm actually thinking about that. Um, podcast number 97. It's your host, Dave Palermo. I am on Twitter at NumBillsFan. I'm your co host, Adam Deacon, on Twitter at NumBillsAdamD. Don't forget um, all of our other podcasts. We have some really cool ones. You have Matt Brunson from, you know, Big Saints fan, plays guitar and crowbar. Check it out, numbillsfan.com. He's in some back episodes. There's a lot of good podcasts that are not time-sensitive that you can check out. So don't forget that, numbillsfan.com. Or subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever. And also, you want. every seven or every, every seven. seven you, you pile of shit. I know. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m., we're on facebook.com, numbillsfan. We do a live show. Again, it's your favorite dingbats. We don't know shit, but you guys can come try to rock the boat. Do whatever you got to do. We'll probably laugh at you. But it's a good time. We like to answer comments and questions about things we don't know what we're talking about because we're just here to connect dots, not to have yeah. any facts. And that's presented by our homies over at BillsForLife.com. Those guys are fucking cool. Lastly, we are brought to you by Punch Drunk Sports. Dot com and on the line with us is Sam Tripoli from there. From from there, from Punch Drunk Sports. Yes. Yes. Punchdrunksports.com, the all comedians sports podcast channel. I'm here with the Bills Podcast. The podcast of choice. The podcast of record for the Buffalo Bills. So what what's up with your podcast, real quick? Like, what do you guys like? If you were to describe it in like two seconds, like, what am I? It's just a bunch of comic friends talking mad shit about sports. You're saying it's, com- it's like how real guy, real people talk sports in sports bar, not this whatever's going on in ESPN now that's going on, which is ethnic people complaining about everything. Yeah, they're just shitting and pissing everywhere. Trying to get clicks. Those just heads. getting angry at stuff. I just they, they had this one show. It's just a bunch of Latins crying about Kaepernick's shirt. It's just like I, I'm over it. Who won? Who lost? That's all I want to know. Kiko Alonso. Yeah, <laughs> he bent his ass is. backwards, man. That shit was brutal. Oh, it's just so bad. It's just like I can't stand it. It's just. So that's what Punch Drunk's all about. We put together a bunch of great comedian sports podcasts. It's slowly growing, slowly. And that's kind of what we're all about, man. I just want real talk comedy. It's going to be a multimedia platform for all the best content from the web, from sports, comedians uh, just ranting and raving and videos and animations and all that stuff. That's what I'm all about. We're we're really proud to – because, like, like, if anybody doesn't know – Sam Tripoli's sweet, and there's a whole slew of podcasts that came out years back when podcasts just exploded, and everybody he's been affiliated with has really been like an influence to us because really, 
how many times do you let's let's say let's just get right into it. Bills Raiders. I'll be honest with you. I think the Bills fans in this town fucking suck. And we're in Rochester. Why? Um, because they're assholes. You beg for this team to stay, right? And yes, they're passionate, but because of the drought, Sam, you can't look at anything objectively. So you could have like and okay, you could have an average problem and all the box, uh, the, it's not going to get checked off in the box that game. And somehow the Bills still put up 28 points, and people are still bitching about the quarterback. Yeah, you guys like, got a high-octane offense. I like Tyron Taylor. I did Tyron Taylor. I think he's good, man. I mean, like, Sammy uh, Watkins are, has been out forever. He's back. You give him weapons. I mean, McCoy's good. It's just like, I guess you guys can't stop anybody, huh? I mean, it's like... And, that's Rex Ryan's thing. I'm not an anti-Rex Ryan guy. Me either. Me uh, either. We're pro. I think uh, this Taylor's good for him. I don't know, man. It, they beat they beat the the Patriots. You should you should have. A, I don't know if you should have a better record. I don't know what's going on. You got rid of your offensive coordinator. It's here's your problem. Do you want to know what the Bills' problem is? You the really Bills. Know? It's the Bills. That's what that's what we've been trying to figure out for the last like decade and a half. You guys are never bad enough. You're never bad enough. You're always just good enough to be like five hundred, maybe five hundred. You guys gotta shit the bed, man. You guys uh, never shit the bed. When was the last time the Bills shit the bed, man? You it, want to know something? It's been a minute. Darius and Steve Johnson dropped the touchdown pass after he did no, this. No, no, wide no. That's so a game. I'm talking like when were the last time the Bills were one Yo, and okay. fifteen? I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna Sam. I'm gonna answer this question for you right now, Doc. Listen to me. So, you, are you familiar with the guy named Cam Newton? Okay, yeah. uh, clearly. So, the Panthers drafted Jimmy Clausen in round two of the year before. Okay. They had the worst record in the league. Cam Newton's up for number one pick. Well, Steve Johnson, Bills receiver, he had a great game against the Bengals. He was putting up, you know, points, touchdowns. It was like his breakout game. Had his wife so serious shirt on. He won the fans over that game. I believe it was the next game they played the Steelers. He dropped a touchdown pass in the end zone. And he joked about it. You know, he's all depressed, put it up on, like, why would God do this to me on Twitter? It was crazy. Bills fans remember. Yeah, I remember that. Right, right. So he's going He's he's going out emo. And uh, and next thing, next thing you know, he's joking about it like, yeah, our number four pick is because I dropped that ball. We got the golden, I think he called him the, he called Darius, like, like uh, the golden bear or something, something great about being like this great prospect for that Darius. was Jack Nicholas. Yeah. I'm so dumb, but he called him something awesome about like, yeah, we got Darius. Cause I dropped that ball. Now that year, I think the bills picked third, right? Yeah. So the bills picked third. I was the only one in a sports bar where you fill out the draft, how the draft order is going to be. They had cam Newton falling to the bills and it's all Andrew Luck's fucking fault. You know why it's Andrew Luck's fault? Because he decided, ironically, to talk to Peyton Manning, and Peyton Manning told him he should stay in school. Well, if that kid came out earlier, the Bills would have been set. So, no, they did their tanking. Oh, what was their record that year? Um, I think they won four games. You got to go, like, 1, 2, and 14, dude. Like, I'm telling you, bro. You guys are just, maybe that was the one year. But when you guys know 
I mean, I don't think you need a quarterback. I like that kid. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Hey, we're supporters. Um, honestly, it's like we almost feel like with this podcast, it's like, guys, it's not that bad. When you put on, say, two other teams and they have and you have nothing invested and you look, you go, huh, well, they kind of sucked that that happened. It's not... Man, Tyrod Taylor missed a guy down the field. Man, Tyrod Taylor's not getting rid of the ball enough. And I'm not saying I don't disagree, but it's like I think there's a lot more that goes on to football than the fucking quarterback. And I think that's really derived from the media because it all comes back to clickbait. It comes back to ratings. It comes back to everything. It's like, guys, yes, he is the most intelligent, smart person, whatever you want to be on the field, but he doesn't need to be Brady, he doesn't need to be Manning. And, oh, by the way, these guys are getting protected now. Look, Randall Cunningham ran his ass off under Buddy Ryan. You're telling me yeah. you're telling me Rex Ryan ain't like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? He wanted Tyrod Taylor when he was with the Jets. They tried to trade for him. And knew someone Dude, he's good. I don't know what's going on with your defense. That's oh. it. It's like if you guys had a defense. Like we're, I'm as a Raider fan, I'm just lucky that our offense would just outscore you. That's if we didn't have that high octane offense, and that's even with Amari Cooper never seeing the the the, 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 the end zone. Right, we can just outscore people. We're undefeated on the road. It is undefe- It's unbelievable. Um. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm upset. I'm upset. I'm sorry, dog. Yeah, our guitar player is, um, and, and the one band I do, he's he's a Raiders fan. And I got to hear about this all the time. And he don't even know how many guys are in an active roster. And I'm like, when you get back to me, how many guys are in an active roster, dude? We could talk about it. But this team, your team has showed up. Like, it, aren't you guys number one in the league in, like, offense? <laughs> like, something crazy? No, that's Atlanta. No, but we're, fifth. like, top, fifth we're top five. I thought you We're guys had, like, five. the most passing yards or something crazy. Atlanta's got the best offense, which is Jason Tebow's team. And we have the uh, – I don't know. We just – we had some crazy numbers, but we're undefeated on the road. We're undefeated on the road. And that's the most amazing thing out there, dude. I mean, like – and the best part is, like, like I'm a Clipper fan too. I'm, a, like, a Los Angeles Clipper fan. And unlike the Raiders, like when shit starts getting tight, I get nervous. The Raiders, though, when she gets tight, they get going. And it's like we're never out of it because we got Blackjack Del Rio, who's a gambler. Like that win against New Orleans, when when we went for it, we were either going to win or lose. And we go through for the next point and we got the next point. That changed the season right there. Right. That changed the season and how we operated. I think he's an you know? underrated coach, honestly. A lot of people forget oh, he had a great. very good record with Jacksonville for a while. And, again, here we'll f- we're really – you and I, I mean, the Bills are your second favorite team, right, I think? Yes. Sure. So, like, yes. we can relate on this, um, um, Raiders, Bills. The, the fan base gets impatient, and I understand you got to sell tickets. It's a small market here, um, and, and I think a lot of times, a lot of things, unfortunately, penetrate through the organization eventually. And I don't think you can have constant turnover. You can't. I mean, I'm so sick of hearing, oh, well, we're, we're second year in the system. I feel like I hear that every four years, second year in the system. Well, we kept Reggie McKenzie. They want – everyone's calling for them to get rid of him, and they're like, no, we're going to keep him. And it finally, like – I'm like, you got to keep the same people around. 
it just it's what ha- I think you guys are clicking. I think you guys are getting better. I just think you guys need to improve your defense. Is it going to be really hard to get? I like Buffalo. The problem with Buffalo is it's cold as shit, and it's going to be really hard to get those SEC players to want to sign there as free agents. I guess money's money. Always has been. Yeah, so you got to do it through the draft. But it's like you guys can I, – I just – it's been done before, man. It can be done again. It, it, you guys it, got your quarterback. You guys got your running back. You got to do it before he gets too old. You guys got a couple wide receivers. I think you guys just got to focus on your defense right now. We had a hard time um, – Number 23, Aaron Williams, went out, and uh, he was a safety that, that had a, a serious, serious <laughs> neck injury last year against the Patriots early on in the season. And uh, he moved from cornerback. He was a second-round pick uh, out of Texas. And uh, and our secondary has been all downhill from there. Yeah, it, it's it been, fucking blows. It's what you guys got draft from Michigan, from Ohio State. Like, you guys got to get cold-weather dudes. Yeah, yeah, it, it's you know, the SEC guys. Like when I heard that Buffalo got Sammy Watkins, I'm like, I hope it works. That's a that dude's from Florida. That's a warm weather guy. Yeah, and he's got soft tissue injuries up the ass, so it's like, yeah, you know, he's I, probably got soft tissue in his ass. We we lost that safety. You know, the Bills put a lot of stake in that safety in the off season. And hyping him up, and 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 really, you know, all oh, Aaron Williams is going to be back. He's going to be great. And I'm like, I don't know. I think these guys might be nuts. Long story short, yeah. Well, he was back, and he was great. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at. Is and then fucking Jarvis Landry t- tried to take his fucking head off. Uh, yeah, dude. Like, hey, can I? I, I want to get off subject. Uh, Star Wars ad I just saw right here. So Star Wars is a chick story now. Oh, is, I know. Is that what they've done with Star Wars? They've just completely. Turned it into about a chick? Like, what is Disney fucking doing? They did it with Ghostbusters. Yeah, what is Disney doing? It's unbelievable to me, man. Is on, and they wonder why, I mean, I'm sure it it probably won't do as good as the last movie. But it's just like, what are you doing? I'm sorry, I've never gotten into Star Wars. I tried to. What a douche. Yo, I I bought the Battlefront game for PS4. Yeah, that shit is dope. Yeah, it's a fun-ass game, though. Guys, let's get into uh, who's winning the game because I have the gem. Who's going to win the game? I'll be honest with you. Um, as a Bills fan, I could talk myself into a win or a loss. I, if the Bills – real quick, real quick, and you could think about this in your life. Um, the Bills early on in the season used to get out front, okay? Now they're like so much drama. And I don't like it. So if the Bills get out front in the last three games, their second halves have been awesome. The first half, it's like they're still in the locker room. Like, no joke. They're, they're fucking awful. If this team puts together two halves of football, the Bills, and they also get out ahead and make your team one-dimensional, it might be a little tough for, for the Raiders. But I don't have faith in the Bills' defense. Right now, and the offense. I, I mean, I can't say the defense right now. I don't have faith in if the Bills get behind 14 points, that Tyrod Taylor is going to bring the team back, or not even Tyrod Taylor, the offense in general. I just here's what's going. It's going to be a high scoring affair with the Raiders pulling it out. 
Yeah, I think it's going to come right down to like whoever has the ball with enough time left on the clock to score. I think it's going to be back and forth. One hundred percent. It's it's going to come down. Get... It's going to come down to the fourth quarter and who's got the ball and how much time's on the clock. Whoever you get is your next coach. I'm telling you this: if you ain't winning it all, you're better lose them all. That's the philosophy the Bills have to get. They have to get that. If you ain't winning them all, you got to start losing them all so you can get the best players to win them all. Because that's the way the, 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 the NBA, the NFL is now. Either you got to get that high draft pick or you get fucking stuck going deep in the playoffs. Those are your two options. Mm-hmm. Being 8-8 eight and eight and all that stuff. It's overrated. Bum, 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 bum. I'm telling you, man, you're you're killing a lot of Bills fans' hearts. And I don't want to say I disagree, but I just don't well, think... Well, Oakland's, I... Oakland's the prime example of that shit. Look at the turnaround they had after just a couple, like, shit-in-the-frying-pan seasons. Yeah, dude. I As a Raiders fan, I was used to saying goodbye, looking forward to baseball by week three of fucking the NFL. It's just like, okay, when's basketball start? When's the baseball start? Let's get this <laughs> over with. You know, it's just like you got to do it, dude. And like people need to understand it. It's like, yeah, and you're going to go through where maybe some people aren't going to go to games, but you got to get that fucking dude who's just a next level player. I think you guys are good. You guys just need some defense. Hey, I got a jam, dude. All right, dog. Good talking to you, man. We'll do this again down the line before the end of the season when I got uh, a whole bunch of time. All right, man. Where can our listeners link with you online? At Sam Tripoli, T-R-I-P-O-L-I on all social media. And uh, listen to my go to my YouTube page, youtube.com backslash Sam Tripoli, S-A-M-T-R-I-P-O-L-I, and I do daily rants. And go to punchdrunksports.com. Awesome. Thanks, Sam. Take care, man. Go Bills. Bye, guys. See ya. All right. So that was uh, Sam Tripoli. And uh, good time talking with him. We, we talked for a bit before we started, and... Uh, Man, this this Bills Raiders matchup. Let's really get into it. The Raiders are nine and two. Nine and two. The Raiders, the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, for real. Like, who who could have guessed that shit? I mean, they started they started getting hot last season. They they heated up because I mean, you know, they were the team. They were one of the teams to watch. You know, during this during like the preseason and all that. And damn, I mean, I'll be damned if this isn't the hardest game probably on our on our remaining schedule. Yeah, I, I this this game, it's weird. We've seen Bills teams in the past beat like the one year they beat Green Bay and then lost to Oakland. And you're like, how the hell did you beat Green Bay? And it's like, that's why you play the game. And I don't look at the Raiders. I don't know what it is. I can't take this team and put them on that level of that Green Bay team that they beat. I mean, even when they're like putting up like 500 yards of total offense, though, it's like what? I know, I know. And I think it really comes down to what we touched on earlier with Sam Tripoli. Is um, it, it it really comes down to this team needs to put two halves of football together, two good halves of football together, and I think they could be awesome. I think they could be awesome, but hey, I don't care how they do it. We need a win. The Bills need to win. There's there's no turning around right now. The, backs up against the wall. Welcome to another Bills season, Bills fans. 
Backs are up against the wall before December. Actually, it will be December 4th for the game. But first week in December, which is better than not being in, in the quote-unquote hunt. But the AFC West is crazy. Yeah, that division is, uh, it might fuck us, even if we keep winning. That division might fuck us. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So the Bills need to control their own destiny, but they have a high-powered offense over there in Oakland. Yeah, they they definitely do. I mean, they're you know the fourth rated passing team. They're put they're averaging two seventy eight point six through the air every week. What? That's an average. And they're they're uh, averaging you know twenty seven point nine. So basically twenty eight points per game. I mean, the, you know, the Bills are right in that ballpark too. I think we're. Uh, I don't I don't know where we are. Well, the Bills defense when we were looking up where they stand. I mean, they're ranked 10. Yeah. But when you're watching the defense, you're like, this is not a top 10. It doesn't feel that way. On third down, the Bills are really bad right now. Like, red zone, they're really bad right now. Yeah, we're like, we're we're eighth in the league in, in points per game, though. We're We're real close to that. That is the important stat. You know, Jim Schwartz would say it all the time. I care about points per game. That's really what it comes down to. I 25 don't... and a half. All right, I looked it up. All right, is everyone happy? I looked it up. Yeah, but look at all those yards. I mean, eighteenth, but we lead. We lead in rushing yards. That's the problem. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to see it that way. Nobody. Nobody thinks it can be done that way. And it's just like I get it. You know, you got these long drives, six or seven yards at a time, whatever. But we are scoring points. We are top ten in points. I will say one thing that is neat about... We just got to finish these drives, man. The thing that's neat about 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 this Bills team is in the beginning of, in the, beginning of the season, they were getting up head, uh, ahead pretty fast and then just suffocating teams during that four-game win streak. At the same time, during that four-game win streak, they had turnovers and they took advantage of it. And I really feel that this Bills team this year, it seems like they take advantage of... of of a turnover, they always come out with points. I can't tell you how many teams we've seen in the past not come out with points. And if the Bills can get turnovers, now, granted, the Jacksonville Jaguars, yeah, this is turnover team, but this to be team fair, isn't. To be fair, no, this isn't. This isn't going to be the game where we where we get it that way, man. If anyone's more careful than Tyrod with the ball, it says Derek Carr kid. He's thrown roughly a hundred more passes than Tyrod. He's got 22 touchdowns to five interceptions. Wow. Tyrod's at 11 to four interceptions. So, like, I'm saying on, like, 100 more balls, he's only thrown one more interception. I mean, Tyrod, that's Tyrod's, like, reputation is, like, oh, he's so careful with the ball. How do you feel about a young quarterback? And, and what I mean by young is, well, th- here's he, he, that's where I think we're going to, where we can possibly win this game, though, is I think we're going to really limit him. Young quarterbacks do yep. traditionally struggle against the Rex Ryan defense. And we saw that firsthand last week when Blake Bortles put up 126 yards. Right. He had to tie rod it. He had to, he had to tuck that ball and run. It was the only way he was getting anywhere. The running backs, you know, weren't, weren't doing what they needed to do. He had better luck than they did. Shoot. I think, I think Rex Ryan they're going to try to confuse this kid and 
really, I, I, I don't, I don't, I was kind of getting into, we, we've seen the Bills win with a lot of drama. We've seen them win by putting up a lot of points and just hanging in there. You know what I mean? Making, trying to make a team one-dimensional, which is what the goal is all the time when you're playing defense. So, um, but the fact that the Bills this season have done it many different ways, have won games many different ways, or have gotten screwed many different ways, and they've also lost games many different ways, you could say that too, um, they're, they're always pretty close. You know what I mean? Like, these games are, are, even the two games that they lost, I didn't really feel like, in the beginning of the season, I mean, if you look at the score, it's not too bad. It's just a few adjustments, a few tweaks. But the things that I'm worried about is I want to see this defense just be in sync the whole time. I want to see I, – I, I just want to see everybody on the same page. I don't want to see players lost. And, you know, that's a goal every game. I get it. That's football. That's what you want. At the same time, shit, would it be nice to have a, a an earlier in the season game where the Bills need to put up points now and put them up fast and keep the pedal to the metal? Air it the fuck out. Hopefully we get Percy Harvin this week. I don't know. But hopefully, I don't think Robert Woods is coming back. I think he's out another week. Actually, I have no clue. <laughs> nah, I, I wouldn't I, I don't expect think him. I, I, I thought it was a few-week thing. That's a knee sprain. So yeah, I think I have a knee sprain. You do have a knee sprain, actually. Fucking gimping around over here. It's terrible. Look, what do you do? Do you put do you put stock in the defense? Do they put up a lot of points? You know, no, what I, mean? I mean, this is just that game where we need everybody to play to their potential. We know Stefan Gilmore can play well. We know Ron Darby can play well. We've seen these guys be dominant, but our our secondary has been. A cause for concern, right? You know, throughout the last, I, I don't even know how many games they've been tightening up a little bit. But I mean, yeah, right. Corey White but out there kind of makes me nervous. It just needs to be a consistent thing. It needs to be firing on all cylinders, and like you said, two solid halves. You can't, you can't go out there and just be obsolete for the whole first half of the game again. You've got not not with a team that's scoring points like this, and a dude who's passing for like 500 yard days and shit. Like, no, nah, let's kill, let's kill light us up, man. I will say too, um, defensively, they don't really rank super high. Oh no, no. Like at all, especially against the run. They're like the 29th overall defense. Like I think 26th against the rush. I mean, we got the we got the top ranked, you know, rushing attack in the league. I, I, that's something. That's something to go off of. So you know, if if we can get shady for for a hundred yards on the ground, and you know, maybe Sammy can catch, you know, three or four, or maybe even five or six more balls. You know, I mean, he put up eighty yards on three catches. I hope we can see him take a, you know. Maybe he can double up on his snap count from last week. I hope he's feeling better. You know, I hope I hope that got him uh, enticed to play. Wait for it. This is going to be Charles Clay's game. <laughs> <sighs> Sammy Watkins. If we the... if we had if we had a dollar for every every time that's come up so far on our show this season, it could be though. 
It could be. What'd you say? Charles Clay. Yeah. You said it. I know, but I don't want to buy it. Nah. I want it to just rewind every podcast ever that we've done with Charles Clay. Because Charles Clay, he is very big in the run game. Both of those touchdowns, LaShawn McCoy had, he is very instrumental with some good blocks. Cover1.net. Check it out. Eric Turner does a nice website. Go look at how he breaks things down. And defensively, though, for the Raiders. Ah, oh, shit. What? I'm just I'm just hitting the headlines over here. Sammy got held out of practice because his, his foot's sore. Yeah, no, he's fine, though. I already looked into it, Doc. So Sammy will be playing. He'll be good. Don't even worry about it. Um, Oakland has Khalil Mack at defensive end. And we got Jordan Mills at right tackle. And also... Sick. This is going to fucking suck. And also Bruce Irvin. So I really think the Bills have been good at neutralizing interior defensive linemen. I'm really curious how they're going to scheme against those two monsters at defensive end. They're no jokes. No jokes at all. But the run defense for Oakland is not ranked high. I believe they're 28th. And, well, we know what the Bills do running the rock. Only concern I have is what's up with Mike Gillisley? Is he going to be back? He had a hamstring. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I got no word on that, but I also haven't looked. It was funny. I was at, at the Jacksonville so game. Prepared. I actually missed that Gillisley was hurt. And I'm like, oh, you know what they got to do right now? What's that? They got to change the pace off a little bit. They got to put Mike, touchdown Mike in real quick. And Scott Campbell's dad goes, he's hurt. I go, no, he's not. No way. Really? That hamstring thing? He's really out? Yup. But I think this offensive line has proven to, I think you got to give Aaron Cromer, the offensive line coach, a lot of credit because I really think that even though Tyrod Taylor has been getting sacked, I think that the offensive line, pass protection-wise, amateur eye here, is better than it's given credit for because if you look back at a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I'm giving a metaphor of a guy that you, you we have all watched a lot of, okay? In Shane Gailey's offense, he got rid of the ball fast, really fast. It really, when you get rid of the ball fast, that can mask so many deficiencies in your offensive line. And to give you an idea, this is a first time this season, obviously. You remember going into this season, first time in all five Offensive lineman would be back. Well, now we're down to Groy. Groy has not been a liability. And that's good. It's not Eric Wood. We love Eric Wood, obviously. But Groy is doing a good job. Smart lineman. And I think that if Tyrod Taylor could really get rid of the ball, you know, play that game that we saw in Seattle. If he could play that game that we saw in Seattle where he just let the tackles just push the pass rushers outside behind him, and he could just step up in the pocket. He's a bright kid. 
He really is. But we're seeing a lot of throws. People want to make. I love when people find clips of video in their little quote unquote all 22 that they pull up themselves. Oh, look at this part of the field. And it's like, yeah, he's running to his left and you're pointing to a spot that is 40 yards away to 35 yards away. And he's running to his opposite side. And you expect him to make that throw to a receiver who is running side by side with a defensive back. Who says that the defensive back ain't going to catch a better angle and pick that ball off? I'm not throwing that. But then you have other times where it's like you're in the stadium. You see a guy breaks off his route, open. Guy breaks off his route, open. And there might be two guys open, but he doesn't see him. Well, I don't know why that is. I'm not Tyrod Taylor. But I will say we've seen him do it before. And that, I think, is a lot better than not seeing him do it. I think he needs to have that game like he did in Seattle. Know where you're going with the ball because you need points in this game and you can't leave plays on the field. At the same time, you could also look at it like, well, if this run game gets going, let's keep Derek Carr in that Oakland Raiders offense off the field because you know how it is. Play a simple game of sports, any game. If there's a timer on there, you're gonna get impa- you're gonna get impa- impatient, and when you're a Bills fan, you're watching this defense this year. It seems like teams just knock off six minute drives after six minute drives. Sometimes the Bills can't get off the field every game for a few series, and you know can't get off on third down and defensively. And and you're kind of like watching this game, and you're like, what is going on? And and you're just getting frustrated. You want to see Tyrod Taylor and them come out and just start slinging. Well, guess what? You're not always going to get lucky with LaShawn McCoy coming out of the half to just bang it first play for a touchdown, longest of his career at 75 yards. Like, you're not you're not getting that all the time. That's what we want. But then the flip side is the defense is back on the field. So you want to sustain a drive. You want to keep this offense off the field. I mean, think about, think about Giants-Bills Super Bowl, okay? What did Bill Belichick do in there? His game plan was so masterful. We'll let Thurman Thomas run his ass off. We'll let him do that. You know, that's fine. That's fine. He would have been the MVP of the game. That's fine. We'll let him do that. There's only so much time on the clock. Right. Keep running the ball. Keep... We need Oakland to get impatient. The Bills, the turnover, foot... the football turnover gods are due. Like, really due. The, the, the Bills are due. They need turnovers. They haven't gotten any. And every time they get them, I, I think this team takes advantage of them. They need points, and they need to keep Oakland off the field. So I'm more into that than I am really bitching about Tyrod Taylor. You know what I mean? Missing Because he does kind of do things himself on third down. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, you were over there flapping your gums forever and ever without taking a breath. I actually got the the little report up on uh, <laughs> practice today. And good news is Mike Gillisley was a, was a limited participant, as was Richie and Preston Brown and Sergio Brown and John Miller and Mr. Big Stuff himself, Marcel Darius. So all those guys were limited participants today, hoping that's a good thing. I totally forgot Ronald Darby's in concussion protocol. He didn't practice. Uh... Lorenzo Alexander didn't practice. Neither did Cordy Glenn. 
or Charles Clay or Percy Harvin or Robert Woods or Sammy Watkins. Who the fuck was Tyrod even throwing to? Can we talk about Des that? Lewis, actually. Des Lewis yeah, was there. Yeah, he got brought he, up. He got brought up, and they uh, they got the uh, kid off the Lions, the Lions squad there. Um, Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas, yeah. The, the, quarterback, the quarterback who's going to try... Try to play tight end here. So he was. Yo, a, he's a big dude though. He's like six five. He was actually a top recruit out of as tight end out of high school, and played quarterback at Virginia Tech. And Tyrod Taylor actually threw him a touchdown pass already hey. at Virginia Tech. So, look, I don't know what the hell that guy's going to do. To be honest with you, it's this late in the season. Is he learning a playbook? Unless there's a certain package or something that that they maybe see from the Raiders that they want to exploit that for some reason one of their guys on the roster can't do it because sure hands Nick O'Leary is, uh, is open a lot in this last, a lot a couple times this last game, and he's not getting a ball thrown him. So, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how to read into this. Is this possibly, hey, we're getting rid of EJ Manuel, so we're not going to re-sign him. We'll move Cardell as a backup, or this guy could maybe even be a serviceable backup quarterback. We'll use him at tight end this year. I don't know where their head's at. They're saying he's switching to tight end, and that was um, all over the internet. Like He actually joked about it. So, I'm hoping we can see him get involved because since we signed him off a of practice squad, he's on our active roster right. for three weeks, whether we like it or not. So Maybe he can jump really high. I, I'm not even joking. Yo, I mean, I, I think that's what we're looking at, man. I think we're looking for another big... Big time. You know what? Maybe there's spots of the playbook in the offseason, right? To connect some dots. Or maybe you had plays drawn up for Chris Gregg, who's also tall and yeah, fast. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think losing him was a, big, was a big hit, really. I mean, he's not Charles Clay, but goddamn, he made a lot of plays. Yo, I noticed, like, in preseason, he would link with EJ all the time. Like, oh, like yeah. He's, like, EJ's favorite favorite spot, man. I'll be all right. All right. Since we're here, and no, we're not that ripped, so don't even go there when we go off on a tangent for ten minutes. Yes, we are. Let's play pretend time. Let's say, what if the Bills? So probably that's about ten seconds. What if the Bills actually brought him? They they had an opportunity to get him. What if they actually did bring him in for that reason, which was. They have other plays in the playbook and plays that they like that they want to execute, and maybe they just can easily come up with a quick package of plays for them. And they want to add a new wrinkle to fool Oakland's defense. I mean, th- is that a possibility, or do you think I'm out of my mind? I mean, it is. It is a, a possibility. I don't see it being logical because he's got to learn the playbook. You know, you know the, the the coach speak that they give here, which is true. But we always kind of think, like, all right, well, um, if he yells this, here's a snap count. If dude yells this, then you do that. But in the huddle, we'll tell you what you got to do. Just go do that. You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't know. I kind of want to fantasize about it. And uh, I I like hearing stuff like that. Oh, cool. He's bringing some big, fast, tall dude. And uh, he's played tight end for a minute. Was a quarter was a backup quarterback with the Cardinals actually, bounced over to Miami and then he was in D- Detroit for a day, and the Bills signed him off the, the practice squad, of Detroit. 
But you kind of wonder what I like about Whaley is he brings in these players and maybe it's just the NFL in general. I love seeing what ends up happening with these pieces. Like, so with him, I don't know. Do they do a wildcat formation and have him throw the ball, something stupid? Like, actually have him run it? And I don't know. Okay, we're shooting darts. Really bad darts. What do you got there? Oh, I'm just looking at some measurables because I saw someone trying to compare him to Gronkowski. And, I mean, he's actually taller than Gronk. He's 6'6". Six, six. I thought he was 6'5". He's, he's not as thick, though. Gronk, he, he's like 248. I mean, this is his draft profile. He could be bigger now. I don't know. But um, He was saying he wanted to make the switch after Terrell Pryor actually influenced him that, hey, I've been in the league two and a half years now. Um, I want to stick around. And that's what a smart player is willing to do. you got to be able to do that if you want to be in the league. I mean, Lorenzo Alexander. But, yeah, I mean, he's got, right there. he's got Gronk arms. He's got slightly bigger hands by an eighth of an inch. So, I mean, this dude has, like, Gronk height, arms, hands. Might be able to do some damn damage out there, man. It sounds like somebody talked to his agent. It was like, what do you think about a switch to tight end if you went to the Bills? Yo, I've definitely suggested EJ switch to tight end at least like three times Well, throughout the history of this podcast. At least three. I doubt it. Do you think they talked to Tyrod Taylor? Yo, if they were bringing in a guy from Virginia Tech, why wouldn't they bounce it off him? I don't know what actually goes on behind the scenes there, but in my in my imaginary like football world that goes on in my head, that's how that's how it works. It's like it's like Doug Whaley comes in in the morning and Yo, he's, who's sipping our, his, who's our best he's sipping friend? his he's sipping his drink. Hey, hey, Tyra, what's up, dude? Hey, uh, you know this Logan Thomas kid from college? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's my boy. Well, yo, if he if he wanted to play tight end, oh, yo, that dude can catch. Let me tell you about this one time. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just hoping that that's the behind the scenes of the Buffalo Bills. But I thought that with that Boykin kid, I thought that Boykin kid was gonna stick just for that, and it's like. Fuck, man. We have receivers going down like flies, and you ain't seeing Greg Little. You ain't seeing – I think Hankerson might have got picked off. I'm dumb. Uh, you ain't seeing Hankerson. You ain't seeing Boykin anywhere, man. They're barely bringing up Des Lewis. Like, fuck out of here. So, man. Logan Thomas, like, hey, he's on the active roster. It's a good – it's like – I really hope they have a damn package. Yeah, it's called streak. <laughs> it's called – you see the open space? Can you read a defense? You're a quarterback. So maybe maybe that's something they got. Maybe they got combination routes where he's going to break it off at a certain point in the route if it's a certain coverage, you know? Um, or you can call that an option route. So um, I want to see him do, like, a, a, an end around but then pass it. I love that we're doing 10 minutes on this guy because I'm just fantasizing here because if it was my Madden world, all right, I want to see a double flea his, flicker. His awareness level, even though it's a different position, it's Marquis hey, Goodwin. They gotta have, they gotta just have a smarts category of man, and just smarts for situations like this. Because his awareness level, I don't want to wrap that into smarts because his awareness might be down at tight end, but he's still smart as fuck and could read the defense. Because you're not playing, you're not getting drafted in the fifth round. That's not – you're still drafted. A team – the Cardinals wanted him in the fifth round at quarterback. 
He's got to be... Fourth round. Wow. My, Actually... My point is even stronger. Check that out, you fucking stoner. Round four, pick 20. Look, that's I don't know why that stuck out to me on my computer screen, but hey, it did. Logan Thomas, the tale of 420. Um, but what I'm getting at here is fourth round, it makes my point even stronger. Because as you know, a fourth rounder could be a third rounder. Third could be a second. Second is definitely a first at some point. I mean, add up the top 50 rate of players. I mean, it's interchangeable what people want. Um, so you're Ooh. talking about a guy where you don't get drafted in the fourth round if you're not smart. Yeah, I mean, yo, he's he's diesel and he runs a 4-6. Good enough. So um, a topic we wanted to hit on, uh, Raiders preview. I guess that really wasn't a preview. Um, yeah, it was. Who knows? You know this team. You know that this Raiders team is 9-2. and two. They're very serious. They have playmakers. And as Deacon pointed out, Gronkowski ran a 4-6-8 on that fun fact from Logan Thomas ran a 4-6. Four, 4-6-1. Six. Four, six, Ooh. Ooh. So, so I, yo, I guess, like, as far as, like, athleticism and size go, he is pretty damn close. Which is exactly the comparison I saw. I don't remember where it was, so credit to you, whoever you are. I don't mean to steal your information that you posted somewhere online that I'm not sure where it was, but I seen it and I'm talking about it, and there's nothing you can do. Yeah, we didn't forget about <laughs> it. Uh, so the Bills got to knock off the Raiders. Uh, yep. Jordan Mills, his backup, Santral Henderson, has at right tackle. Jordan Mills, if you're wondering about, you know, the defensive end. Speaking of 420. Speaking of 420, Santral Henderson has been notified, or the Bills have been notified, that he will be suspended for 10 games. 10 damn games. And if you know anything about us on this podcast, we love the herb. Yeah, and we, we think this is complete and utter bullshit. And to, for the record... I was on the other side of that for a long time. I thought that, that that weed was awful. I thought weed was whatever. Like not not awful. Like I never like was like, oh don't do that. But I was like, Well, you're dumb. You really gotta do that. It's like, nah, dude. It's like the people who are really against it have, have not done it. But they yeah, might you used still to, you used to get so annoyed with us. Like back when we used to play in a band together, like everybody else in the band would be like puffing mad bongs and Dave's over there in the corner, double fist and monster energy drinks and calling us losers and being like, Well you guys come the fuck on and we're like, Yo, you're harshing our buzz, man. Oh dude, I was go probably, piss up a rope. I was probably the biggest buzzkill in the world. Man. Oh, oh my when, god. When you guys are like I'm pretty much doing liquid cocaine. I've never done coke in my life. But it's like, everybody's like, well, you know, it's kind of close. It's kind of close. I mean, uh, you know, and, and I would show up with a monster BFC, meaning big fucking can. And like, you show up with like two of those and like a giant Dunkin' Donuts like latte with no, that probably had like three turbo shots in it. It was really a small because they had dollar lattes and I would get one for the drive. And oh, I you know what? You would show I was going to say you would show up with like two or three of those and yeah, and one big monster. I had it backwards, I think. No, I would show up with one because I drank one already on the drive. They had, they were a dollar. Yo, but those monsters were like two Yo, for six too. So I know uh, you probably drank hey, one of those hey. on the way to Dunkin'. You but, 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 but two, but two probably. But two two smalls is a large, so it's actually better value than paying like three bucks for the large dog. 
and you got something to drink on the way to practice. So meanwhile, it's meanwhile on- we were all drinking Jim Beam on the way to practice, and like we'd be fist fighting each other by the time you got there. I don't know how you put up with that fucking band we were in. And that fucking allegedly straight edge Dave at the time is in the corner, and, and every song got like twenty beats per minute faster. Like yo, that's when we really started to fucking thrash. Was when like was when you when you finished your monster can. We'd start thrashing. That's right. No, really. Everything did get... I was like, no, let's try that. Just for the hell of it, let's try it faster. And I'll talk you guys into leaving it faster. <laughs> yeah, it sounds way better faster. You, you know what? Kind of does. Kind of does. If you ever try meth, I'll fucking kill you. Never. So, Henderson is suspended from weed, allegedly because of Crohn's, but you got to keep in mind, objectively, he was suspended for it. When he was in college, too. That's why it was a seventh-round pick. He was suspended for it three times in college. At the same time. Which it, is why we got him in the draft where we got him in the draft. Because he could have been a very, very high prospect if he didn't get in all that off-the-field trouble. He's one of those guys that we rolled the dice on, and we got some good play out of him. But then he hits this Crohn disease. His fucking guts start rotting. They have to slice him open. They have to take his guts out. And I kind of know how that goes. I had a hernia, and my bowel got strangulated, and they had to take some of my guts out. And if I couldn't smoke weed after that surgery, I would have been pissed as shit. I got I got hooked on them pain pills for a minute anyways, dude. I, I was taking... All sorts of like how long? How long were you hooked? How long were you hooked on the paint? Like, were you really like hooked on it? I mean, I was buying. Were you scared? I was to the point where I was like buying them from. Like at one point, I was taking like twenty Vicodins a day. Twenty? Yeah, dude, it was bad. I never even knew that. It was bad. No, I would. I was literally like, it was so. Were you in the closet about it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, big time. I didn't want. Really? I mean, I. I had no choice. I was taking 20 Vicodins a day. I just slept the whole fucking time. So, so, so I want to pause you right there because we're going to come back to it and I'm going to give you this look. So, because you got to get me back on track about that. So, because in case I forget. So, even if he didn't, wasn't diagnosed with Crohn's before, if I'm not mistaken, I think you could even be like, I'm not a doctor. Fuck. I think you can even have Crohn's for a while and not realize it. And, and what I'm trying to say is even if he smoked weed during college at Florida, like, or Miami, sorry. Um, Are you it, trying to suggest that him stopping smoking made it come out of remission? Because it, no, it, no. It, is, it is a thing that can, can go into remission. Like you can treat it and it can kind of right. like go away, but there is no actual cure for Crohn's disease. Well, what I'm trying to say is, and they say that smoking weed helps put it into remission, and that's actually something that you almost have to wonder: is like, did he, did him getting in trouble for the weed and having to stop using using the cannabis? Did did that cause cause it to maybe flare up? And I I don't know if that's how it works because again, we're not doctors. Like we barely even know high school level shit. Like, damn. I, I think I think what you're saying, but now- it sounds plausible. We're not, I'm going, and I'm, a, I'm a stoner. I'm a stoner at heart. So I would definitely try to like play it off like that. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. But, but I think we're at a point with society now where I was very against the grain. I'm like, nah, I'm, I didn't drink for seven years plus. I mean, not like I counted, 
But, like, really, from 21 to 29, I did not touch shit. And it's prime fuck-up-your-life years. But I was on a path where I wanted to not be a fucking loser. I mean, I still feel like a loser, but, you know, I just had goals and things I wanted to achieve. And then come to find out, I start the weed thing, and I'm like, whoa, this ain't, like, alcohol. This ain't what I thought. And a lot of people can only reflect on the experiences they have. I can't talk about heroin. I never fucking did heroin. But I know that a lot of people died from fucking heroin. And I know that a lot of medical and pharmaceutical companies make a lot of fucking money with legal heroin. And what I'm getting at here is, even now with culture, where this is so acceptable, and I don't know why I'm talking with my hand right now, to you, like, it's... Because you're a guinea? Whoa, that's racism. Um... Whatever, I'm, I'm flexing my privilege, I'm really a WAP, okay, but I have papers. So I'm just saying it, it, it's one of those things where you really break it down and it doesn't fucking matter if dude smoked weed from the time he woke up to the time he went to bed for the rest of his life. He's going to play football fine. He's not going to hit anybody with his car. You've got to be absolutely stupid. That whole thing of, man, don't smoke weed and driving, yo, I don't know, okay, maybe you're a little stupid, but also, why don't you not bash your head with a hammer a few times and go do whatever the hell you do? You know what I'm saying? It's like, just, what? I know, doesn't make sense. Just makes no sense at all. You can't drink and drive. You can't do certain things. Like you shouldn't smoke weed and drive. They say, but it's like at the same time, a lot of people drive more focused and they drive less like an asshole, and they might not take out their phone and text because they're like, nah, I'm too focused. I know that firsthand, and that's the truth. And it's like. The stigma needs to go away. And the stigma, even at recreational use, where, okay, we pretty much agree in this country now, everybody that's on the progressive tip, you know, the people who don't want to be in, like, horse and buggies anymore or wheeling some stone that just got invented, uh, it's like you really have to think, what is in it for the NFL? Like, why are you doing this? Why are you – you want to be the hero, you want to be the hero and say, oh, look at us. We're a clean league. We just, uh, You're a fucking idiot. That is a PR nightmare, NFL. That is a disaster. What is wrong with you? Other leagues you know, don't you have You know what the problem, problem is? Is they don't have marijuana sponsors coming to them, wanting to pay them millions of dollars to put an ad on during their games. But they do have all these fucking evil, bad despicable fucking pharmaceutical companies coming at you with some pills to make your dick hard once you get old and and can't manage it on your own anymore. Or, you know, these anxiety pills where they rattle off the side effects like, hey, these depression pills may cause depression and suicidal thoughts. If you have suicidal thoughts, contact your doctor. When you have suicidal thoughts, you don't contact your doctor. You contact your bathtub with your fucking toaster and you, you end that shit. And that shit is bad and there's a there's a perfectly viable natural solution that has been, you know, testing well for numerous different symptoms. And, and you don't have all these side effects. It's like they want it, 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 it's I'm mad about weed. What I don't like is in, in um, you know, it was. It was cool listening to the John Murphy show because Donald Jones is a very recent former player. Very recent. He's 28 years old, I believe. And 
He's like, you know, the players in in they they feel that the guys, the owners, the organization, the 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 coaches, the front office, the GMs, they don't really give a shit. A lot of players feel like they don't give a shit about them. And you know, these guys aren't out there playing. And as Donald Jones said, he's like, some guys they get shots before every every practice. Just to practice, okay? This stupid-ass game. Just to practice. You got a guy, guys retiring over the weed. Eugene Monroe, we've been trying to get him on a podcast forever. I've, I've hit him up so many times to talk about this issue. He was a tackle with the Ravens. He recently retired. And honestly, the Bills should sign him. Um, yeah, that's what we need, more suspensions. Right. Um, and, yo, there are a lot of people who are like, yo, fuck it. After this, like, let's just cut ties with this kid. Like, it's not worth the trouble. And, and it's not – it's really in business-wise, it's I'm not saying, worth the I'm, roster spot. I'm saying this is this is fans. This isn't, like, a source in the team or anything right. like that. I don't got those – I don't got those hookups. If you're from the team and you want to feed me some information, Adam at numbillsfan.com. I won't tell anyone your name. People – the players feel like they're not cared about. That's what we're getting into. And – Right, no, it's like, you know, you got doctors saying, hey, this is the best the best way to treat this thing that is literally, like, rotting you from the inside out. And the league's like, well, you got to make a choice here. Do you want to just take these pills to numb it and get hooked on pain pills, get hooked on whatever shit? Or do you want to go a, a holistic route and a natural path route and, and use this? It, it, I mean... You should never have suicidal thoughts doing drugs. You shouldn't have that. You should not. And, and, and the hardest part is we all know him. We all know within a couple degrees that guy hooked on fucking painkillers who's the first one to look at the guy smoking weed going, oh, that shit. Meanwhile, he's cracking open a case of beer. There's that guy too every single night or that slug on the bar stool. We all see it. But really the truth is we've been fooled. And I was one of them. I've seen it. And, and Santral Henderson was having a great story of redemption. I have a friend with Crohn's. I understand it. When she tells me she would smoke weed and it helps her, it's my, one of my best friend's girlfriends, you know, and it's like, I get it. I understand it. And, and it's so funny watching people pop off on, online the first time it's suspended. Oh, that's I checked. I don't remember Crohn's getting checked for, man, shut the fuck up. Why don't you do a Google search before you post some shit? Okay, so weed does help. And it's just a shame that you have a natural way to get pain tolerance, a natural way to recover even from help recover from brain injury, which is the number one thing in the league. And the league just wants to press deny, deny, deny. And it's like, who the hell's lining your pockets right now? Because, again, you dig your nose deep into this. There's a lot of people who will say there's a serious problem with pain pills in the NFL. A very serious problem. There's a, ser- there's a serious problem with opiates, period, everywhere. Everywhere right now. But when you get injured and it's like, yo, I, you, I, feel, I feel lucky that I never fucking got to the point where I was out, like, shooting up. But I got to the point where I was trying to find new means to get more fucking pain pills, more Vicodins, more Percocets. I was like, I was switching doctors. I was going to the dentist, being like, "Oh, I got, I got this pain in my jaw. Like nothing helps it. Like I was, I was trying to get them any way I could. Like I was legit, like buying them off other people. I mean, that's 
that's grimy shit. I I feel like a scumbag even admitting that, but like, but the league would re- prefer it that way. The league would rather you suffer, would rather inject yourself. Yo, with my life sucked things. at that point. I like just laid in bed and took pills all fucking day. So now, now you got Sancho Henderson could be a good story in. in he can't eat certain foods, so his weight was still down, okay? And he can't eat certain foods because it's hard for him to keep on certain weight now. And honestly, he's probably eating, not probably, he's eating a lot cleaner of a diet. You know, so it was an uphill battle for him. And now for 10 games, possibly 10, well, it is 10 games unless there's some kind of appeal or something. He's suspended for 10 games and... He's worked his ass off this hard, and now we're missing out on a story because of that. I At this point, I don't blame the player. You're losing star players. The NFL is archaic. The NFL is dumb. There's so many sponsors out there. There's so... And, and, and there's so... You know, they're, they're so dumb. They're so dumb across the board. You got time for TV timeouts... But you don't got time to get the fucking play right. You got people who are hooked on pain pills who get hurt. It's a hundred percent guarantee every single player is going to have some kind of nagging injury. It's one of those injuries where, oh shit, I fell down the stairs type feeling that they're walking around with. I looped out on my in a hockey game last night really hard like a dunce. And I landed right on my ass. My ass cheek is killing me right now. It's just absolutely killing me. These guys deal with that kind of pain on the daily. On the daily. So they want to sit back and just maybe get a different perspective. I would bet you the I would bet you if they legalize weed, the quality of play in the NFL will go up. Because with that new CBA, the quality of play is sucked. It's gone downhill. You got X amount. You got these dinosaur quarterbacks in their mid thirties that can do it, and you got these other ones that are coming up, but they're not consistent. You can look at Cam Newton's game and find a lot of flaws, but we don't look at it like that because we're Bills fans. We're not Carolina fans, you know. So there is a flip on that with Tyrod. If if you get where I'm going, so it's getting a little ridiculous here. The NFL. Needs to stop banning marijuana. It's it's so old. You're losing good players. And this could have been one of the best stories ever because we could use a right tackle. And I thought it would have been awesome to see, even if he's a little bit underweight, which you don't want because it's going to get pushed easier out of the way, you would think. He says his strength is there. So, Sancho Henderson. So, it's really unfortunate to lose this guy. And I understand rules are rules, and people want to say, well, the NFL has the best people to... Are they really the best medical uh, professors out there? Or are they people that are on the payroll? Like, you know, that same payroll that the NFL had during the CTE trials and stuff like that? That same doctor that's just denying evidence? You know, yeah, that's the NFL I'm going to trust? Those are the NFL doctors I'm going to trust? You're a player. You're one of like a thousand players in this league. That's a lot of players, you know. I, you're you're telling no, me real. you're telling me that a lot of these guys are like, oh yeah, I trust them. Oh yeah, I trust them. I trust them. I trust. Them. Dude, this shit's dumb. You're you're losing so many players over weed, and it's so hilarious when people are like, oh, he's in treatment for weed. 
he's in treatment for weed. And I understand. I understand that if you're getting paid millions of dollars, yada, 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 but this really could be the issue that pushes the NFL over the edge on this. It could be Santrell Henderson. He could be the guy. Would that almost be a murder? He could almost be like a murder if he's coming back. I mean, I yeah, guess, in a way, like it would be awesome if he was the guy who got who got them to actually like change their policy. But I think until they figure out how they're going to replace the goddamn revenue from advertising the damn dick pills during the game, that we're not going to see any change at all. It's really unfortunate, and you know, I'm I'm not going to get all into politics here, but. When you when when everybody's paid off and, and you see all, all all sorts of things, it's like it, it it just makes the NFL look so dumb. You are so dumb. You have cameras, camera technology. People want to talk about budgets, so you don't got camera, you know. And it's like the NFL is just dumb and so behind the times on so many aspects. You got these fat, out of shape guys that just have seniority that are reffing these games and. Yeah, they go through some testing and whatever. And if you listen to, if you read Monday Morning Quarterback, whatever, they they don't touch the refs. They don't, they're, you know, it's like certain guys don't touch the refs. They don't touch Goodell. You know, like just, it stop. And these guys get to vote on the Hall of Fame, these dipshits. You know, it's like, like, the, like these homers that might be paid off. They might be, they want to be, or they just might want to be in good graces. You know, so it's like, I don't understand this league. It's so stupid. You take the fun out of it. I went on YouTube to find, like, awesome touchdown dances. And do you realize that YouTube has exploded so long since we've had awesome touchdown dances? Like, I think there was one where the Eagles were, like, bowling pins. And dude, like, got a touchdown, rolled an imaginary ball towards his other players, and he fell down like bowling pins. I remember that when I was younger. And I tried to find it, and I couldn't. That's how long touchdown celebrations have, have have been just stupid. It's like they don't allow it. And there's so much gray area for these refs now. It's like they're over-officiating. Who cares about a touchdown celebration? Did you jerk off and blow a load in the crowd? Well, yo, that ain't cool. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're doing that kind of I wouldn't give gut- a shit about that. I, I, I think that would be cool. I think it would be cooler than setting the ball down and walking away back to the fucking bench. It's like you guys right over at the other team's sideline. All give them the fingers. Like yeah. I wish I wish we could play with some intensity, but oh no. No, no. Got you know, but I'm also real into like pro wrestling for the same reasons, I guess. You just don't you just don't have a way to add up where the NFL is because where where the heads at I love the excuse. Yeah, we don't have there, – there's no way that you can get cameras, enough cameras everywhere for – really, because I don't know. Have you ever heard of Amazon.com? Because they have camera deals all the time. Just get like a few security camera packages and just throw them everywhere. Just throw them everywhere towards the field. And then when you got to click between views – to figure out that you're one whole yard, which last I checked is three feet, not two inches, not two millimeters, but three feet off. And then the play just continues on because you don't have time to check it and get it right. And well, the way the rule is written, the way they're look, 
get it right. The NFL is wrong. They're just wrong. How long are these players going to want to play? Really? This is archaic. This is stupid. There's millions of dollars on the line, billions of dollars on the line across the league. You have guys who every play is under a microscope even at practice. So while you're trying to learn your technique or trying to learn your plays during, you know, drills, even you're graded, like, really? What's it tell you? They expect you to do a lot of work when you're not there. And the ones who succeed do it. But if you only have X amount of time of coaches, if you only have X amount of, which was a shot to the CBA, if you only have X amount of time to be with the coaches, how bright are you going to be? And then, oh, by the way, you get that opportunity and you make a play. Uh, See Nicole Roby, Jaguars game, fake pass interference call last season. Okay, obviously wrong, but no. But, oh, wait, hold on. We got to take a break for a commercial. Huh? There's nothing going on? You're telling me you can't allot a minute or, hey, last I checked, you're the NFL. How about you charge more? There's that. Last I checked, you're the NFL. And, And if you do say, you know what, we're not testing for weed. We don't give a shit. Guess what? Your quality of game will go up. And and if you guys don't have never tried weed, yada, 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 or don't do it often, you might think I'm nuts. You might think I'm absolutely nuts. So for a guy like me, I actually work better. I get a lot more things done versus not. And I think it would help these players learn the playbook. I think it would help players learn to step away from the game when they need to so they can be mentally checked. It doesn't – everybody expects these players and coaches to, to, to be in a pressure cooker all the time. I love hearing that Rex took the team to bowling because I'm on the same page with him. I love that. I don't like hearing how Belichick does it. Well, they win. They win. Yeah, I get it. But a lot of coaches win too, and a lot of coaches don't cheat as obvious as they do. But he is also an amazing coach. There's no taking that away, like not at all. But I really think that the NFL would have a lot more positive PR out of this if they just didn't test for it. And they really just got with the times. How about you add some other eyes? How about you look at the NCAA and how they correct calls swiftly and quickly? Or you look at other leagues, how they might do it. Just get it done. Don't tell me you you got time for TV timeouts, but you don't got time for getting the fucking play on the field right. That's a crock of shit. Don't tell me you want these guys to pop a bunch of pills and get shots everywhere and do all that garbage when... There's something that's perfectly natural and a lot fucking cheaper, too, and a lot healthier and doesn't have the side effects of, oh, I want to jump off a bridge and kill my family. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is that, too. So I I really don't understand where these people are coming from in the NFL with their attitude. Give it up. You're losing star players. You're losing revenue. Really, how much better could the Browns have been if they had Gordon? Maybe oh. a couple games? Uh, maybe yeah. three, four games? Just enough to fuck up their draft. Exactly. You have anything else here, man? I'm done ranting. I'm just... that. This is so fucking archaic. Excuse the F-bombs this last ten minutes, but 
it's a really sensitive topic to us. It sounded like Scarface up in this piece. I mean, if you're if you're worried about f bombs, this is probably isn't the podcast for you in the first place. I think the Bills. We're pretty. Uh, we're pretty real with it. We're pretty raw. But Doug Whaley says, "Hey, we don't make the speed limit. We have to follow it." So there's that. I really hope that there is a redemption story to this, as in. Santra Henderson gets a lot of support. And you know what? If he's listening, I'm sure you're not. Um, really, anything I can do, Adam could do, we at Numbills Fan Podcast really support the cause. And we think we could get some people to help support the cause too, to help get this changed. This is really unfortunate. We're talking a medical condition now. This could be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Open If you're not into it, at least open your mind and do some research on it. Find out why cannabis is illegal. That's how I came around on it. I was like, oh, shit, I've been duped. What do you mean? I'm not going to be on the couch all day? No, I'll I'll blaze up and go play hockey. And I used to be prescribed Ritalin. This thing does wonders compared to Ritalin for me. And it, it's not just like, you know, there's one thing of it. Uh, there's many different kinds. But unfortunately, in New York, you have to get it the dumb way and don't even get me started there. So, thank you. Don't forget, numbillsfan.com. I'm your host, David Palermo. Find me on Twitter, at numbillsfan. I love how I sound in these headphones right now. I'm hard. And uh, on my left, my Louie. Adam Deacon, numbills, Adam D. Where can they find us tonight, dog? 7 p.m. Wednesdays. Facebook.com, NumBillsFan. Check it out. Presented by our homies at BillsForLife.com and the Red Pinto Tailgate. Every home game at Hammer's Lot across from New Era Field. Don't forget PunchDrunkSports.com. It was awesome having Sam Tripoli on. Cool dude. Great stories before. At Punch Drunk Sports, check him out. Like he said, it's comedians talking shit about sports. It's your real bar conversation. That's what we are, too. Numbillsfan.com, punchdrunksports.com, and don't forget, billsforlife.com. Take yep. care and good night. Yeah.